0: they want to I see someone David is here. Can you hear me? David, are you there? two a one second. Hi Rebby. Hi Rebby, can you hear me?
1: Hi Rebby, can you hear me?
0: Rebby, can you hear me? Um, barely. Okay, it's okay. I'm gonna you mute myself, that. but you're all
2: set. You should be set. I'm upstairs, but you should have everything set over there. You can
0: see everything, right?
1: I'm sorry. I really can't hear you.
0: Okay. You should be set with everything over there. Is that fine?
1: You're looking very comfortable. Okay. Um, how do I start this? Like, what puts me on the air? Do you know? I can hear you. Uh, Dove, can you do that? You're on, you're on the air. You're on the air. Oh, hey, are you in the controls today, or is Dolby?
3: I don't see Dolby here. But you, you can start. I can hear.
1: Somebody's not working right now.
3: You can start. I can't hear you. Can't hear me.
0: <clears throat> Could you hear me? I can't
1: hear the people Okay, Isaac, say something.: okay. Hello. Hello.: Oh now. We're, okay, now we're good. Okay. So uh, I think we're ready to start. Welcome. a voice say. Let me try to see who's here. That's showing me. Okay, no, it's not a touch screen. Okay, welcome to, uh, I don't know which number, but it's quite a good number by now. We're trying to continue the topic of uh, disagreement without disrespect. I'm calling tonight's session, Disagreement with Respect. That's where they're trying to get positive. Um, I was thinking about this topic a little bit and I think I may have omitted one of the uh, main causes that makes the communication uh, quite difficult at times. And that could be a good lead-in to uh, what I'd like to suggest to how to try to make things better. I think that uh, There's a great need of any person to be heard in their attempt to communicate to another person. And whenever you have two people getting together, um, like for simplicity's sake, as we'll see soon, uh, let's take even a thorough discussion, which is um, not necessarily uh, innately emotionally charged, So it has opportunity for a little more objectivity, hopefully a little more uh, sort of emotional distance. There's still a very powerful need of each person to be listened to and be heard by another person. What is that all about? Um, Simply, we could suggest that it's a very powerful experience of respect when we are heard and listened to because after all a human being is a being of intelligence their, their ideas are very core to their whole essence Of course no single idea defines the person, but their expression of ideas, their thoughts, their insights their presentation of their own understanding is very core to them as a person. When that is really listened to and respected and heard out, the person experiences a very strong good experience of respect, which is a real human need. Rishol calls kavod guf He doesn't mean the lavish uh, uh, testimonial dinners. He means the basic respect that comes. In the human interaction. And this is one of the primary avenues of it. So, even though we're not thinking about it, but really what's going on uh, quite reasonably is that there is this powerful need of each person to really be heard by the other one. Um, there's also, of course, elements that it's a very powerful connection to another person. And we're also very much craving that. And somebody is listening to me, and I can experience a real good connection with them. Of course, they're showing interest in what I have to say. They're respecting me. But they are truly hearing me. So I am connecting to them, at least in the intellectual field, which is a real human need. So you have, uh, you're set up for a situation of... Uh, Sort of natural conflict where each person has this need, and for the communication to really be successful, someone has to initiate putting aside that need to be heard in favor of being the listener and giving it to the other person. So that takes um, some good measure of sort of being able to put our own personal need on hold in the hope that there'll be some time left by the time the other person has finished to also receive the same uh, good listening. And uh, to do that is no small task. I think that's a major part of why um, people are really engaged primarily in trying to present their idea And no one is really being listened to in a full, complete way. And then real communication doesn't really take place because unless you are really, unless someone really gets in on your wavelength, then what you're trying to say isn't heard by them and maybe isn't even fully brought out from your own mind and heart unless there's somebody there who is really ready to take it in. So what, the question would be then, what can empower us? What can give us that strength to put our personal need to be heard on hold for the moment, or for a good few moments, and really do good listening to the other person in a manner that we truly sincerely want to understand what they're saying? What can empower us to do that? So I think that's In a certain sense, the best place to start with this kind of a uh, achievement is in the realm of uh, the study or interaction over Torah. Why is Torah uniquely um, positioned, well positioned to enable us to accomplish that? Because we know from Chazal that when it comes to learning Torah, because it is so deep, the Masha says, because to reach its truth is so, so difficult, it's so refined, it's so delicate, that Chazal tells us very clearly, very strongly, that we cannot do it by ourselves. Unlike other areas of wisdom, where a person can essentially gain it uh, in an in independent fashion, this this, uh, pursuit of understanding of Torah absolutely needs to be done with other people, which includes receiving from them their ideas. Do we have within us that power to appreciate it enough, to want to hear, to be eager to hear what someone else has to offer? well it seems from ben and avos that we do have that power within us there is a power of love of chachma within the person even before he ever learned anything because ben yonan explains on the mission of avos of that uh, he brings from chachma umos from the non-jewish wise men so is already learning from everybody, even the non-Jewish Chacham, that someone knows all the wisdom but doesn't value it, doesn't love it, is now worthy of being called the Chacham. Quite the contrary, since he doesn't truly value it. But by contrast, someone who loves it and values it, even though he doesn't know anything yet, he is worthier of being called the Chacham because he will reach true wisdom since he values it since he loves it, since he will truly pursue it in its full, complete fashion. That means that it's possible for a person who hasn't yet even really tasted maybe he's had some exposure, who knows, doesn't, hasn't really gained wisdom yet on his own, can have a full appreciation of it such that he can be called the Chacham already, even before he started, because he really wants to gain it. So, That could be true by somebody who hasn't gained anything yet. Certainly, hopefully, we've had some exposure that could be a starting point to tap into that very uh, innate power in a person who is a being of intelligence, by his true essence, to value wisdom, to be able to want to receive it from any source. Here Chazala teaching us That's not just um, on perhaps a rare occasion or intermittent occasion we might not know something and need to have to uh, get some help from somebody else, even somebody younger, even someone who is overall less knowledgeable. No, this is the natural state of affairs in any pursuit of the understanding of Torah. That it must be with other people because that's the only way that I could come to its true understanding. It means there needs to be the interaction. It means everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has some angle. De, De, De Avo says that's why we should acquire a, a, a true devoted beloved friend. And the, the kind of effort that it takes to achieve that is quite, quite significant. For what purpose? Because the friend will help me reach truth. Ma'amida ala emas. We would think anybody we sit down to study with, anybody we try to learn with, will help me, will try to point out if I miss something, if they see something different. though no, that may not be sufficient. They may not be successful to help me see what I miss unless they're a truly devoted friend who sincerely wants me to, to achieve the emas. If he loves me, if he cares for me, he's devoted to me. That means that I should look at it like I need somebody like that. Okay, it's not so easy to accomplish it. But at the very least, at the very least, I should recognize that that is all part of what is needed to reach truth. That there should be someone who desperately wants to help me to reach it. So that recognition of the need. Of that interaction, the need of receiving from another person could hopefully help us to get started, to be willing to take the role of someone who's willing to listen and hear what somebody else has to offer on the topic and let them enable them, give to them to be really heard and understood, to try to get in on their wavelength to the point that we could sort of reflect back, we could say in our own words what we think they mean to say, or how it strikes us, or what we heard different than what we were thinking on our own originally. And they could tell us, yeah, you get me, which is very, very powerful. It's a very powerful gift to another person. I guess we could say that that is giving the person the real true respect because it's not like I'm choosing to be nice to them. No, I am recognizing the real truth that the Torah shows us, that every person is a source of wisdom, of insight. Anyone who I'm choosing to engage with, can we at least have some some similarity so to speak? So that and sometimes even somebody much younger, who knows. Well, we could we be quite surprised as the, the Mishnah is telling us that they have something to offer that will give us an added insight that we didn't have before. Now, it goes without saying that this requires also the ability to be open to discover something that we didn't see before. Maybe, maybe make a big change in what how, what we thought, what, how we were looking at things, in a sense to really recognize that we may have missed something very uh, significant. But I guess, I think we can hope and believe that if somebody really has true love of chokhmah, really wants to gain wisdom, is in, truly involved and engaged in that, then he doesn't need so much the satisfaction that comes from the self accomplishment is engaged in something much greater. He could delight in the discovery of something that somehow was right there and just couldn't see it. The, 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 Evan Oslo brings in the one of the Surah from the Bay Salabi As many times we have to try all kinds of explanations, and then we realize it's right there, something very simple. Shara is really right there in front of us we just couldn't see it and that's the nature of Torah sometimes we need to go through very complex possibilities before realizing the simple truth that could not have been seen initially so I guess we have to be ready for that but uh, we could be Um, you know it's a really largely recognizing that there's so much in the arena of the wisdom of Torah that no one person could expect to see everything. It doesn't mean, of course, that I'm compelled to go along with whatever someone's sharing with me. Of course, I have to retain my own independence, my own judgment, my own respect for my own opinion. And even at the end of the day, if at the end of the day, I don't come to agree or accept what the other person is presenting. And we remain, so to speak, <laughs> at odds. But there's all, that's also part of the process. That means I'm subjecting my ideas to the, the contest, so to speak, to the clarity, to the contrast, to being put to the test. I'm willing, I'm willing to listen to what somebody else is saying with the openness that maybe maybe they're, they're really correct. And if after that I conclude that, no, I'm still quite certain that what I thought before is, is valid, is correct, then that's strengthening it. And that's also a critical part of the process. So the, the end result will be a hope for mutual exchange. Now we can definitely hope that giving that gift of hearing the other person will empower them to respond in kind. First of all, by the good example, and second of all, by virtue of the fact that they were feeling heard, then they're open to be able to listen. And there could be a real bringing to the table of the fullness of what we're able to offer to each other. And it's a real joint process where each one is sincerely trying to give to the other their ideas, sincerely interested to receive from the other their ideas, appreciating what the other one has to give to us by their listening to us, which is very strengthening, very necessary. So there can be created the real, powerful, true closeness between the two people by their respect for each other in this process and by their, in a sense, caring for each other in this process and thereby by their striving together to reach a clarity and a depth that they could not do by themselves. So they really, actually, absolutely need one another to be successful. So they're truly accomplishing it together. That's the hope for magnificent, beautiful results that could come out when two people are trying to analyze something together and bringing all that they have to each other, to one another. Um, one one last uh, sort of little Nakuda, that's it could be sometimes a difficulty in able to listen if we're not fully confident that we know how we think about something yet. Sometimes we're using the conversation to gain our own clarity so that we're not really ready yet to hear. It's too much going on at once. I'm trying to figure out what I think while at the same time trying to hear what he thinks. It may be too much. So we need to be aware of that and we need to sort of take the time to at least feel that we're ready. I mean, that time can't be forever, but some kind of reasonable amount of time that we could feel, okay, I think I know how I think about this. I'm ready to hear what you think about this. Another thing that I've discovered, sometimes people, not intentionally, undertake a kind of belligerent means of communication. I have a Gharusa who would always present his opinion with an angry tone which I don't think he maybe was even aware of or had any, any real desire for, or any need for. So I, but it made it very hard to listen to. So I helped him just to diffuse that. I said, hey, we're, we're friends here, we're buddies, we're here together, I'm ready to, to listen. You are not to be angry and everything is good. And since then, it's been just wonderful. So sometimes a person doesn't realize that he's, talking in a manner that makes it very hard for us to listen. So we need to reassure that we are here to listen, eager to listen, and they don't have to be afraid that, you know, we're not there for them, we are there for them. (laughs) To really listen as best we can, and that can help them be very calm and be able to present it in a very good and, you know, acceptable way. Um, I guess it goes without saying that when we are presenting our differing opinion, it shouldn't be in the manner of um, as if we're certain and that they are wrong, but rather that's, okay, I hear, I see it a little bit differently. It seems to me, well, the way I thought about it was a little bit different. Allow me to share that with you. We are two potentially very valid views are being Put out on the table. And of course, even when we're quite certain that somebody is making a mistake that obvi- seems to you to be obvious, it also can be done in the most gentle fashion. that will be easiest for them to be accepting of that and save it to move on. So um, I think that's about it for the basic presentation. If anybody has anything to uh, add to this or to disagree with this, I'm most eager to hear. And I thank you all for listening to me. And I uh, hope somebody could um, somehow confirm that they understood something that I said. <laughs> okay.
2: It is, most, it is most of what Rebbe's talking about just have to do with like ego and... I guess, confidence of your own opinion and not, and not getting your ego too, too involved in like having a discussion with someone else, like an intellectual argument.
1: Oh, so the truth is that we touched on that the last time, you know, when we had the first session on this topic, which is definitely significant. There are a real... Common ego challenges where I use the interaction as a means of competition or as a means of trying to be superior or proving to myself, etc. Right now, I'm not even going there. I'm, I'm talking about the best, best case scenario where even if that would not be involved, which of course often it is, and that needs to be somehow assuaged or somehow gotten around since not a simple matter. But if you can, if, even if two people are essentially willing to try to work together, there's a very natural, powerful need to be heard. So it's very hard to listen when I'm trying to but share my the, idea that I want somebody to listen to, that I need them to listen the
2: same, to. Isn't that the same thing as, as ego... If somebody is confident, no, enough, no, they're well, able to listen to
1: others. That's people. a, it, right. When you, when you say ego, I associate it, and maybe it applies here too. I don't mean to like get picky on the, on, the, on the language. I associate it to mean like I need to be right. I need to be the one who proves that I'm correct. I'm the winner. Here I'm just talking about the need to be listened to. I think I see in some of my experience, that like, that's, it is a powerful need of somebody to put their ideas out there and somebody should hear it. It's presented under the guise of like coming to the truth and the person presenting as in a confident manner that what they're thinking is the correct understanding and therefore it should be embraced and accepted. But... We may not always be so self-aware. I think it helps to be self-aware that it's very understandable and valid that we should need, that we should want to be heard out and understood, that our ideas should be respected. Not, not respected in a way of like, yes, yes, you have nice ideas. Meaning heard, they should be functioning. <laughs> they should reach the other person. They should come to their true fruition of being able to come to other person get their reaction to it, if it's helpful to them, then it should be helpful to them, then it should reach them and give something to them. So that's, that's a, that, that makes a real connection between the people. You know, but when the Rashi Vayeda Adam, he, he Adativ, Rashi says, that when a person loves somebody, they come to know them, there's a very close connection between knowing the person and, and true emotional connection love and admiration, respect, goes together. So knowing their ideas is knowing the person. That's, that's a powerful connection. We need that connection. We need to receive that. But if both people need to receive that, so then you know, you're fighting for the airtime. Everybody's trying to get their idea out there first. I think this is a primary cause. When you get into the arguing back and forth, that's where the ego gets in. Like, who is going to be proven right? Who will prove that they are right? That's like, you know, secondary. Quite powerful, but more secondary. I think that this may even be like even a more common and frequent and primary cause that prevents each one from able. We're not yet ready to listen. Just not ready to listen. I'm too busy needing to be listened to. I don't think I'm saying any big kedushim. Yes, All why, I'm adding is I think my.
2: Why is there that need? What? Some, if somebody is confident in, in his opinion and he knows, he knows already what, what his opinion is on the subject, so why is there a need to be heard? What does is, what is that mean?
1: This, this is being a human.
0: Uh, the fact that this is
1: being the a human. I don't say if you're looking for being the truth, human being, being a human being means you interact, you connect with other people. calls He doesn't mean, you know, outlandish praise. He means the basic respect. How do I receive basic respect from another person? One of the main ways that I receive it is that my, my ideas are heard by them. We cannot live in a vacuum. The most confident person cannot live in a vacuum, Cannot live, survive on a desert island all alone.
4: What was it called? Or o- tsaruchaguf.
1: Tzarek- Tzarek tsaruchaguf. It's one of the early letters. So, so tsaruchaguf. Akilash What? Tsaruchaguf.
4: Meaning you're you're focusing on that. It's like a, a you know a basic need, but it's at the same time. Sarachi aguf usually are, are things that we uh, we we need to acknowledge and be aware of, but we try to um, we try to limit their uh, effects on us and limit the strength of their uh, the, those hargushas and and assuming
1: we find appropriate <laughs> ways to do so, right? Um, yeah, no. In the khanami, if if my need to be listened to is so pervasive that I cannot give another person a chance to speak and listen to them, that would be an indication that maybe something is, you know, but if I can't stop eating, then maybe something is off. I should be able to eat enough to be no longer hungry and be okay.
2: So isn't that going to be the usual issue here? If it's a healthy balance, then... then it's a regular need, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna make everybody ignore the other person's opinion.
1: Um, true, I agree with that, but I'm 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 afraid. I mean, you could try to test it out and see what happens in your own own personal experience. I'm afraid that it's sort of like, unless like you know you had a a some kind of a, you know, clear plan laid out that, okay, we're going to go in alphabetical order. (laughs) Unless you, like, have ground rules so things just go naturally. Well, what's happening naturally? Each person's primary need is what's taking over. So to, to restrain that, be willing to hold it back, be the one who is listening to the other person fully until they're Feel confident they were heard, and then say, "Will you allow me to offer another thought on this matter?" And hopefully they'll say, "Sure," by all means." The cover "God, I'd love to hear what you have to say."
0: <laughs>
1: Otherwise, it's both people well, so basically fighting for the air I can I can suggest to you a, uh, a life situation where you could see that happening. Like maybe like in a sheer. <laughs> I mean, but or, there could be places where you could if you haven't experienced it, um, I'm surprised. <laughs> I find myself like having to hold back. Like, we take a slow, like like not being able to wait. Why can't I wait till the person's finished? It's happened here, in this setting itself, no. where the response is coming too fast. Why is response coming too fast? Why do I need that somebody should hear my answer before I finish listening to their question? So I think I'm suggesting this is what's happening. And the best way to try to counteract it, or at least maybe a way, is if we could try to access the desire to gain chakhma from any source which Khzalah telling us is critically needed. We are deluding ourselves to think, I have shot here, I know what's going on, and I don't need anybody to help me with anything. Then we are Mamash Kaifer in Shas. I don't know if that's not precarious or not, I'm afraid it might be. The Gemara is very, very strong. The Russian, the, the Gemara, it's like it's frightening. So, well, i to scare ourselves out of our wits. Just let's accept what Allah is showing us. That the Torah is so deep, so vast, so multifaceted, that there's so much room for ideas, good ideas. Will We'll be, we be able to access them, work with them, change to them that we don't know yet. But we should hear it out. We should grab it. Oh, you have something to share on this? You have, a, you have a shot in this, Rashi? Please, tell me. What, what do you think? What do you hear? What How does it, make, how does it sound to you? Wow. We just had on Shabbos. <laughs> there was a piece in the Gauraya in reading Rashi. I read it one way. Somebody else read it very differently. I'm not able to accept their reading, in all honesty. But it was definitely something that I never thought of and I don't think I ever would have thought of. So just the mere fact that Wow, there like could be another way how to read these same words, totally different. He was totally confident that his reading was correct. And, you know, we have to respect that. I tried to be honest with him. That's, I don't think that's it. I couldn't prove it 100%. I was still quite certain. Okay, we have to respect our own opinion. But to know that there could be so much there that we don't see, so then that could hopefully enable us like I say, we have to have a certain like, basic starting point of like, of, like we're, we're okay where we are. Like I have an idea of what I think about this. Okay, I can listen to you. If we're still you know trying to figure ourselves out, then we, we need another person to help us in that process. So we have to be honest that maybe I'm not ready to listen yet. It doesn't pay to listen if you're not ready to listen. It's not gonna gonna really be effective. I don't mean to say it's worthless. Okay, the person, even if somebody thinks we're listening, it helps you to express your ideas. Even if none of you would really be listening on this computer, it would probably be helpful to me to think that somebody's listening to try to get it clear.
0: My pleasure.
1: It's Much better when somebody actually is listening and much better when they get on the wavelength and much better when they show us on the wavelength and much better when they show us where we made a mistake. So we need to be prepared for all that and to give each other the time that we need to have that preparation. That's why I give out the Maramah so you can all be ready to tell me how whatever I think is there is really not there. Okay.
2: How, how <laughs> is the, the drive for Chachma going to solve this, going to talk to this need? <coughs> if the need is that I need to be heard out, so I could have the greatest drive for Chokmah, but the, the need is still there.
1: Yes, absolutely. But sometimes we're willing to sacrifice our needs for the sake of something that is so great that makes it worth a little bit of sacrifice. After all, there is a hope that the, the person will listen to us after they have been fully heard out. So the hope that at least will be able to speak second, and uh, the, the, the knowledge that the only way to achieve this glorious goal, this greatest goal known to man ever, the peak purpose of the creation of the entire universe, to know Hashem and His Torah, Rabi. is possible through this process, that there is real communication between the two people. Can I hear? Uh, yes, go
3: ahead. I'm just going to read you a quote from someone who I like. and he, he talks about. He told. Ta- ta- he has a a part of his book where he talks about conversations and, and a lot of the things you're talking about, the problems with people, conversations, not listening, people not listening, people not engaging in a conversation where they assume that they have something to learn from the other person. Anyway, just a quote. So I'm not criticizing. Who, who, who is this? Who are you reading from? From Jordan Peterson. Oh yes, absolutely. Good. My, my former, my former client. Um, hey, why'd you lose him? This was a long, this was before he was famous. A long time ago. Um, now I mean, we need you. Okay, go ahead. It, we, we used to talk like, we used to talk at least twice a week on the phone, and I thought he was like this kooky guy, and I couldn't wait to get off the phone. And now I would like die to have him as a client. It just shows yeah. that just shows my in, my in, my my inability to listen and to like actually engage in what was going on and seeing deeper, but anyway, he says that this is what he talks talks about like the ideal sort of form of, of communication. Everyone participating is trying to solve a problem instead of insisting on the a priori validity of their own positions. All are acting on the premise that they have something to learn. This kind of conversation constitutes active philosophy, the highest form of thought and the best preparation for proper living. That's what he says. Which I, think it very I think it's very similar to the, what you're trying to convey.
1: Um, yeah, it sounds, it sounds quite similar. similar. Unless it's not. Um, I think, oh no, you, 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 you're reminding me, I appreciate this very much, that the hope is that this kind of experience when it comes to learning, which is hopefully like less personal and less emotionally charged, even though there's always the ego factor, but essentially it's not about personal issues, but it could also help to carry over to real life situations where we need to try to hear another person and how they feel about something, what they think about something that will be more sort of prepared to be able to do that. Where somebody that's telling us may not be so comfortable. So, uh, but at least we, we, we recognize that there's something to learn from another person. In, in the Seyfried Pharisees' role, on Avos, on, on that mission, I think, he says that uh, you, you can learn more from people that are uh, very critical of you, even overly critical, because you're able to take out something that you didn't realize on your own beforehand. Whereas those that are just uh, very kind and complimentary, they're not going to help you see something that you may have missed that needs some correction. So we shouldn't discard the the overly harsh criticism because we could try to use it to try to tease out some little element of truth that's in it and use that. But that's hard to do unless we are conditioned to believe that somebody may see something that we missed and uh, be eager to learn from it and try to apply it. Which is not easy. Seven. Okay.
0: Um, Go ahead. Just just a Chazer, it seems to me that there are three things mentioned here today, uh, really connected but disconnected. One is that in order to learn Torah, you have to have uh, somebody doing it with you. I think that it's really totally nothing to do with anything else but that's just something that is important, that when you learn you have a charusa, and you have somebody else to bounce things off of, otherwise Torah doesn't really function as a lima. Oh, well, slow,
1: slow? I just want to clarify that,
0: because you're right
1: that we need the, the, someone to quote-unquote balance it off in order to really clarify our own ideas, but well, there seems to be um, ample basis from the from Bira Grah and the Rabbeini Yonah in conjunction with the other sources, that we need to learn from the other person, their ideas and what they have to offer that we couldn't possibly have thought of since we don't have their mind and their perspective.
0: That's okay, fine, uh, fine, okay. accept that, accept that new one.
1: And We might need a lot of help to get us on track where we need a really devoted friend who will really commit themselves with time and effort to help us get on the right track as they see it.
0: 100% prayed it 400 times, I believe. Just to okay, a,
1: that, was, that was to a Talmud to grew us even by Chahirin.
0: Oh, 100%. I'm just saying that sometimes you need mm-hmm. a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Then the, the other two things were, the Rebbe seems to be talking about just basic interactions between people and how to deal with that. And, with, and how to have a normal back and forth. And then there was another really similar uh which is not not exactly the same thing is what we have been us in the recent been talking about which which, which isaac talked about and yosef sort of, you know talked about also which is that you have how do you have the in order to listen to somebody else you have to have a a respect for the dialogue itself which is what, what which we brought down from the gra uh that 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 there has to just be a general, that it's not just me, that it's my ideas. It's also his ideas. His ideas not only have validity, they're important, and that they're, they're important to hear, and, and that that's part of the growth process. I would like to know, when you quoted that growth, I just want to know if it's not just that he's going to tell you the truth, a true friend, is it because he's your friend that you're going to listen to the truth?
1: Ooh, that's a very good question it stands to reason that yes, but the simple mashlois of the Groa is Ma miday ala emes sounds like he will cause you to stand on the truth, meaning
0: that last one,
1: the effort. That, that's mm-hmm. how it seemed to me. That It didn't seem to focus on that you'll be able to makeabble from him the truth, but that he will do what he needs to do to help me to come to the truth. But so that means that I'm accepting of the fact that I could be off course from the truth and I need him to help me. And I think, I, I, want, I want to add one more point that, that the, the, in a certain sense, that like what ties everything together or like is a another outgrowth, is that when we do utilize this process, it's a very powerful cause to bring us close to one another because we are, giving to each other in a very real way, both the listening and the the speaking. And we are really working together to try to achieve that goal, very valuable goal, that we can only achieve through that working together. So we are truly interconnected. We are respecting each other, we are caring for each other, and we are doing something that we can only do in that fashion with the help of each other so that is a very powerful connecting experience both the actual content of the experience and the nature of the experience and the sum the sum total of it is something that could and should bring people very much closer to each other i hope that's happening tonight
2: i, I thought he was saying the other way that always no cause because the relationship is there already yes. that that is, what's, that is how I'm able to be macabre from them.
0: Um, not necessarily a zero. That,
2: that's something else, a different
1: answer. Well, well, it goes without saying that there's you know, no limit to the amount that we can get closer and closer. There's no defined limit. But um, even you know, uh, even without that you know, highest end level, even at a more basic level, even as somebody who I don't have that super close relationship with, but the mere fact that I am engaging in something that's comprised of that respect one another, that trying to give to one another, and that's working together in a way that we really need each other, has the koach to bring us closer to each other when it's done right. Don't you think?
2: Uh, so when they I'm so hopeful you
1: agree with me, but I have to respect the fact that you don't if you don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they always used to say in Yeshiva that the real relationship is through learning, right? I always heard that quote in Yeshiva that the the mm. real relationship between the Rebbe and the Talmud, always it, it, it ends up coming through learning. Is that is that what Rebbe's talking about? Or
1: Um uh, Well I'll mean? tell you let, 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 let's try to figure this out together. That's a very good question. You heard that from people who,
3: you heard that from people who were too lazy to give you the time of day to talk to you.
1: No 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 Strike that from the record. <laughs> Eliminate that from the text of the recording, please. Sorry, um, you don't have
3: stenographer privileges. I pay. I pay for this web conference uh, software.
1: Okay. Well, finally, you're admitting that you are the owner of it. When you're telling me all along that you know it's my conference, and I tell you it's yours. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if I won or lost now. Okay, but anyway, getting back. What I heard from the Rosh Hashiva was that when the Rebbe gives the Talmud the fundamental skills of learning through what he has to offer to help the Talmud learn that, that is such a valuable gift. That is such a critical benefit that is so integral to his whole being and enables him to engage in the study of Torah. Thereafter, So that is a powerful cause of connection, meaning what I have that is so essential to me, that is so valuable to me, came from this person, the Rebbe, that creates a powerful connection between them. But in my own experience, not to minimize that, I would say at the earlier stages, what creates it is, the Rebbe's respect for the Talmud and his true, sincere desire to give to the Talmud, and his true, sincere ability to listen to the Talmud and get on the Talmud's wavelength. Because after all, the only way that you could really teach him is by getting in on his wavelength. So the whole process of true teaching is by definition built on the Rebbe entering into the world of the Talmud Really hearing it, really understanding it, really respecting it. And probably also realizing that he could learn so much from it and needs it so much. He's a true true Tamat Chacham, he knows that. So it will be with such caring, with such devotion, with such respect for it, with such interest in it. with such It's like, this is what the Rebbe is all about. To, to, this, this is whole, his whole mission is to try to help the Talmud utilize and develop his abilities and his power of understanding and his true self. So that's such a powerful connection between the two people. And then it goes on and on. The the Talmud, when he becomes capable, now, and they give to each other even more, the Gemara says, than what the Rebbe gave. However, we can fathom that. And then, if he becomes a Rebbe, then he has the opportunity to share with others, and they become Talmudim, and they cause him to understand more than even got from his Khabir and his Muslims. So, it's an ongoing process of mutual help and respect and devotion. It's just amazing.
2: But, so now they know why,
1: even if they don't agree with each other and they ultimately reject each other's opinion. There's still greater love between them, an amazing added love between them than there was before. Even of a what does that have to do with God.
2: learning? It, it, that's it's even in, uh, that's in anything really, right? What oh, the,
1: the reason why learning is unique is because, as the says, Taira is the form of Chokhmah that cannot be reached by a person on his own. No, I said other the, for, the the
2: the relationship or whatever that the connection between a Rebbe and a Talmud. Uh, like it, the way that Rebbe's explaining it, it's not necessarily learning, it's a, it's really anything. If it, if a, if the Rebbe has an open mind and he's he's willing to listen and understand and hear the that sa then it creates a connection.
1: Right, but the Talmud might not be able to give to the Rebbe in other areas of wisdom. If the Rebbe is a Rebbe in science or math or history or English, it may be that the Talmud will not have something to offer to the Rebbe. But in Torah, he absolutely will. Because Torah is infinite. And no Rebbe can have it all on his own. So it's guaranteed. Nicomor says that he has the opportunity to gain more understanding through the help of the Talmud. It may not be the Talmud's opinions, but it'll be the Talmud's questioning, the Talmud's pursuit, the Talmud's desire to truly understand that forces the Rebbe, and the which describes how they can focus, the Rebbe's view is broad, the Talmud causes him to focus on what's right here, simple pshat, he may have missed something. So the critical role the Talmud is playing that's, that the Rebbe needs, so then that's a different kind of a I'm not saying that it can't happen elsewhere, but it's not guaranteed to happen. Whereas in Torah, it's Mafurish in the Gemara that's, it's supposed to be happening. If it's not happening, then something is not quite right.
5: Rabbi, can I share something? Oh, please. Uh, to me, I've always found that like one of the big challenges. Is that it's very hard to not fall into the problem of the who's right syndrome. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: That, like, it's hard to really be able to see if one person, let's say, thinks he's right in the conversation. It's hard to be able to see the value of the other person's uh, opinion. And in that context, it makes it pretty challenging to have respect, you know, for. Someone who's saying something that can be be perceived to be wrong, foolish, stupid, ridiculous, not shot, not mochroch, you know, and various other, uh, um, you know, complications. So,
1: go ahead, yeah.
5: So I feel like it's it's hard to um, get past that barrier of like if in my mind I'm thinking that what someone is saying is stupid then if what I'm thinking is how do I communicate to someone who's saying something stupid that I don't agree with his opinion, you know, so it's hard for it to not either come across in a way where like I'm being overly nice to someone saying something stupid or for it to come across in a way that I'm speaking down in some form or another. So I feel like that's a that's a challenge that needs to be addressed in this context because I think what you're saying is like a very big part of the picture is the value of how complicated Torah is or in general life is pretty complicated and how we don't have like a whole picture of life or of Torah of what's pshat. But at the end of the day, if like we get into that, Question of like which one of us is the idiot? Like it's either me or it's the other person. So he thinks I'm an idiot. I think he's an idiot. So when we're playing the game of like who's the idiot, it's hard to. And we think that we
1: won the game.
5: It's like how do we how do we address that? How do we?
1: I, I, I want you to help me out here. How do you understand even that there should exist such a mindset with the. Uh, negative labeling of that nature now, you're describing people thinking in terms of either i'm this bad name that starts with an i or my other friend is this bad name that starts with an i right how, how do you understand why people would even be thinking you know or, or feeling in such a manner what, what's that all about um,
4: I think that's a very I good ask, question. I don't have enough time for that. But, <laughs> are we talking about people that, that, in general, when they're not having a discussion, they like each other or they don't really like each other?
5: Have I, I think them? both. I mean, it's just, I, I think what Ravish women's asking is a very why important question. Why don't is, they like each
1: other? What, what happens? Why do why, why they dislike? What, what caused them to dislike each other? Not, um, He's a fellow Jew. Well, what happened here? Okay,
4: I'm not sure, but I I, I relate to a lot of what Rabbi was saying by, like, people that I'm not so friendly. Let's say back, I guess I'm thinking back to yeshiva days. So someone I'm not really friendly with or whatever, so whatever problem there is, then I have, you know, my conversations go like that. But people that I'm friendly with, even if I think what they're saying is, like, that wrong, I I don't think we have a hard time, like, having a response respectful productive conversation yeah. it's yeah. more like people that you know if you want a guy that somebody you don't like anyway for whatever reason which maybe we have to figure out but then then it's like that's a whole nother issue like you you don't like people and people don't like each other and and they this is like one way of of like interacting in a in a hurtful way with someone that you're okay. not so friendly I with i
1: out that but goldman do you have any any idea of like where that's coming from in people's mind of you know, viewing the person so negatively and <clears throat> needing to uh, knock them down?
5: Right, so I'm not sure, I think that's a very good question, but I do think that the existence of such a um, challenge I think is very widespread. I think probably most or all of us um, struggle with it to a large extent and it's a very big part of this whole you know like just thinking of like the basic conversations with chavrusas that's that's what i meant no that's not what you meant you know just thinking of that context like why is that
1: relevant whether it's what you meant or not so my my my, my hunch is that this Mm -hmm. really is what Yosef was touching on at the very beginning where Mm -hmm. i feel my ego is on the line um Mm -hmm. I'm i'm in a state of like fight or flight where mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, then I'm destroyed. So right. I must be right, or I use it as a means of proving myself worth, that I could defeat you. But there's mm-hmm. the, the, the basic interaction becomes about, essentially about something other than what it's supposed to be about. Right. Right. about right. A joint effort to understand Torah it becomes mm-hmm. about, am I good enough, am I okay? Mm-hmm. I prove that I am better, etc. So, But even, even there, I think the best approach you can take is sort of like I was there with this fellow who was always speaking in an angry tone. Try mm-hmm. to reassure the person that you're good. I respect you. I want to hear what you have to say. We're, 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 we're trying to work on this together. You don't have to prove me that you're wrong. It's okay if I'm an idiot. I don't mind being an idiot. I just want to understand where I'm off. Please help me. Teach me. I'm eager right. to hear now, if it's, if it's insincere, you know, so then, of course, it's not going to be affected. But if we could do it in a real, sincere way, okay, you're positive, I hope you could show me. I'm willing to listen. I'll try my best to try to hear and see where I'm wrong. And please do whatever you can to help me to see it because I just want to learn. I want to understand. We're not against each other. This is not a battle. So mm-hmm. that if somebody could take that very high road (laughs) then you know could be it could be calming and it could be diffusing of the tension of it like now the person is reassured they will be listened to they they will be respected and it's okay if they're right i'm okay if you're right i just want to be able to see it Mm. so um
5: right i think part of that is um that's like a willingness and an openness to listen. And part of it is also, I think, based on a, s- a certain understanding of truth is often not like a hundred zero. You know, if someone's going into it with a mindset of like, one of us is right and the other one is totally wrong.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, that, is, that is a very real great challenge to, to recognize that it could be different perceptions that both have validity.
0: Right, and
5: or
1: something. Not, you know, the Gemara of El of right. Yeah.
5: right, or something could be, like if someone's saying a Pshat it could be a great svara, but it might not fit into, you know, the Cheshbon, it might not really answer the Kasha. So
0: right.
5: right. If right. one approach is, I slugged them up, because that's not the answer. The different approach is, wow, that's a really, that's a really cool svara. I don't think it really answers, you know, the question. You know, that's a different kind of approach, like trying to break down. Because if in someone's mind it's either all or nothing, that means either you said a stupid answer or it's the right answer. You know, which is a hard. It's a very hard thing to get out of the the 0 like approach, because mm-hmm. like either it's bad or it's stupid. Like either I <laughs> slug you up or I didn't slug you up, so if I slugged you up, it doesn't feel so good to be slugged up. And even if we try to be nice, but without, I think this skill and this mindset and this ability to separate the reality of the fact that often the person's not saying something foolish. It might not answer the question and it might not apply appropriately to the given situation, but being able to sift through Like, I hear what you're saying as far as this, but like, I would disagree as far as that. I think that, I think that's like a necessary, from my perspective, it sounds like a necessary component in order to really allow this system to really work. Because without it, like telling someone you totally disagree with them is hard to do that, even if you really want to. Be nice. It's hard to do that in a respectful kind of way.
1: Yeah, I hear that. No no, no disagreement on that. Um, but we have to be honest, you know. So sometimes we get to a point where um, you have to tell somebody, I, I don't want to keep on arguing, but my not arguing should not be taken as a sign of agreement. <laughs> and they know that like, okay, we have to pause at that state of not necessarily agreeing, but not arguing anymore.
2: How, how is like, I guess, giving validity to whatever the person's saying, if it, let's say, doesn't have relevance to this to this discussion, or it doesn't really answer the question? How does that? How does that change the dynamic and make it better?
1: Um, I'm not talking about giving validity in terms of like approval and has come.
2: No, well, like what Rabbi Goma was trying to say before, I think. Like in other words, we it's should a good svarah, but, but it doesn't right, questions. So then, it, right. then, it's, what? then it's irrelevant.
1: <coughs> what? Why or whatever no, it's not irrelevant because you don't know where that could still be relevant. It's too soon to know. If, if, you, have, if you have a good swara, it may have a place somewhere else in the sugya. I remember hearing from Rabbi Rausch many years ago, working at a Chabura, you have an idea in the suya, even though it doesn't work, it doesn't help answer anything. Don't get rid of it, don't throw it away. Save it. You never know where it might be able to be used, somewhere down the, down the road. But... there's another element here, you know, there's the goal, the essential goal, okay, to get Pshad in this Tosvis, fine. But there's also the human element. So it's not a contradiction to the basic goal of getting Pshad in the Tosvis to give the human recognition that the person said a good Svar. It's not going to be considered false to your goal or false to the person to tell them, That's an amazing idea. I definitely didn't think of that. I don't think I ever would have thought of that. But I don't really see how that could help us, shot over here. What harm could be done? Tell me, help me understand. What harm could be done by telling the person that, that mm-hmm. idea, is a beautiful idea, it, even though we can't be sure it's right since we can't see that tridentosis.
2: It's getting off topic. It has nothing to do with the discussion. It's, it's totally irrelevant. Why, it, why is oh, that
1: important? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest the reason why it's relevant is because it helps them to be good teammates in this endeavor. And being good teammates in this endeavor is critical for that endeavor to be successful. Does that make why, sense?
2: Why is, it not, why is that not the same thing as just being nice to them? That's what, uh, I don't get the
1: difference. It's deeper than being nice, because nice is like, you know, social, uh, good social boundaries that help the world run smoothly. This is, this is intelligence. This is Chachma. You set a svara that 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 has Shiva said it could be depth and then there 's yashuas, something could be very deep, it could not be yasha, so of course it should not be accepted la but it should not be discounted and disrespected and totally ignored since it has some redeeming quality, so if somebody has a novel idea, an out of the box idea, something that's 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 new to you, that's opening up your mind. It has some validity. The mere fact that it's that person's idea gives it validity. That's how he sees things. It needs to be respected, needs to be recognized. That enables him, that empowers him to be able to move on from, okay, I was heard. I was understood. I'm, I'm secure, I'm okay, I'm grounded, now I could see something different and come to see why what I thought before was incorrect. The more grounded I am, not entrenched in a way like I refuse to hear different, but basic grounded. The More grounded I am, the more I'm able to really appreciate the contrasting view, to understand it better, and to be open to hear it, because until, I know for sure what I myself think. I'm, not, I'm too nervous. Like I won't develop my own idea because I'll be busy with his idea. But once I've developed my idea to the point where somebody hears it and they can reflect it back to me. Oh, so I have my idea. Okay, my idea, my thinking is already secure by me. Now, Now I can be open. Until my own thinking is sort of in a secure place, I don't know if we're really open to hear something else. It's like, I'm too afraid of it. It's going to confuse me. What's confusion? I'm taking in too much at one time. Nothing can really be grabbed a hold of properly. So I think it empowers the person where, hopefully, that's goofers enabling them to be open. So, so it's two you things. Show them how, you show them how to do it. You it's show them things. it's okay to do it. Go so ahead. So I'm
2: saying it, it's two things. It, it's, one is the actual Chachma that's, that's being said ha, could, could play a role somewhere at some point, whenever. And then the other thing is for them to feel secure and be enabled to learn, they have to be heard.
1: Yes. I remember myself sometimes like having difficulty in the Rashiva's shir, like I didn't have enough, didn't have enough time to figure out Pashup Shat to be ready to hear the Rashiva's amazing Hushim. Now I didn't know then yet that there's no such thing as Pashup Shat and that I couldn't possibly figure it out on my own. But in my, you know, youthful uh, 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 sort of you know... <laughs> ignorance, whatever you want to call it. I thought that there was such a thing as, like, there's a simple pshat, and then the Rashiva comes with the really deep pshat. So I don't have the pashup pshat yet. How can I... It was, it was a problem. I don't think that was maybe even fully recognized <laughs> by those above me. <clears throat> but there um, was had enough time, you know, and there's a danger. Well, if, I, if I figure out my own pashup pshat, I might not have been open to hear the Rashiva's pshat. I got blasted in Philadelphia like that because I had a different shot in Vegar. And then I once talked over somebody's shoulder to try to correct what I thought it was a mistake in the conversation between Avelia and somebody else. And he says to me, that's because you're learning Ebikevegger your way, but the way we're learning Ebikevegger, they like, oh, excuse me, sorry about that. Okay. But, you know, I think there is a valid component like that. We're speaking where like, we're trying to do it in, in, in a good way. It's not being like sort of pushed off course by the ego needs and kind of bad stuff. But still, um, this brings to mind also, I think a, a point that's Kedai also to add in, that it's Kedai to present our, our ideas not as that they are absolute truth. Because that doesn't allow the other person to try to disagree. If I say, this is how it is, as if like I am Hashem talking about the Torah. This is the Torah. So then how can the person say, no, I mean, I just said, this is the absolute fact. be I see it this way, this is how it appears to me. What I would have thought is this. Like, this is how I see it tell me what you think of that, why don't you agree, etc.? But if I present it as, this is it, that's like saying, and if you don't see it, you are sadly not okay. So it makes it harder. So you wanna you know, leave room for, see, I'm pretty confident, this is how I see it. I, I don't see how, how you can see it another way, but you can try, you're welcome to try and convince me. Then we gotta hold it here. Oh, my watch stopped. Gewalt. It's not an old battery. It's a pretty new battery. What time is it? Uh, 10 to 11. My, oh, my. My watch reads 9.35. <laughs> I mean, I should have known something was wrong, but I didn't look back at it for a while. Gewalt. I just put a battery in. Okay, I'm going back there. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.
3: Have a good one. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Man, that is really weird.